Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. And thank you for tuning in to episode 142 of the Plug and Play podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is the burning up Tim. Welcome, minions. My fair skin is subject to the rays of our sun. You know, I, I have this theory that you'd glisten out here like a vampire, and you're not glistening. Vampires glisten. do not glisten, good I'm sir. pretty sure they glisten. I saw, them in, like, I saw them in like four fucking no. movies. No, I'm pretty fucking this. positive. I saw like. There was, like, glistening. No, they burn. Then, the only yeah. thing they do in the sun is burn. That's the only thing vampires do. Well, you are burning, so that means that you are a vampire, good sir. Fair. <laughs> not glistening. So, but, well, you might be once you start sweating. We'll see. So, um, but, other than figuring out that Tim is a vampire live on episode 142, what have you been up to? Um, so, my Switch is all one piece again. I don't know if what? we mentioned this on the show last week. It might have happened after we recorded. Um, oh, no, I think it was before, but you just, we forgot it. Yeah, so I was playing uh, Mario Kart 8 with my son. My and son is standing in the window. If you guys aren't watching us on well, you youtube.com forward slash gamer. Well, my um, son was playing Mario Kart with me, and he was crashing into the wall. We figured out it had the infamous left Joy-Con issue where it's not syncing properly. So I mailed it back to Nintendo. They sent me a prepaid shipping label for uh, two-day air, I think. And then on the way back, they sent one day. Jesus. So I got it in less than a week. Fuck. So that's great. My Joy-Con works great now. Um, your left nut works fine now. I think we did talk about your left nut, your left Joy-Con nut. No, my left nut obviously works well since I have two children. No, that was the right one. Maybe. Yeah. Either way, I got a backup. Sweet. Um, but my Switch is back in one piece, so I can play on the go. I could still play with the Pro before without the Joy-Con, but yeah. But it's nice to have it all back together. And now we are in week two of not having a fridge. Jesus fucking Christ! It sucks. We had to throw away a ton of crap. I actually had to take a bag of garbage to work. Oh so shit. And uh, so like next, raw, like rotting, just eggs, and yeah, nastiness, and it wouldn't fit in my garbage for the week. Nice, I love that when that happens. So we are now living out of like what is like not needing to be refrigerated, and then whatever needs to be refrigerated is upstairs in my little tiny beer fridge. Oh Jesus! So like eggs, milk. So um, all your beer is going bad. No, my beer's still in there. That's why I brought one over today. Oh holy shit! How are you fitting all your family's food? Well, there's some that she took out. The smaller ones, but my oh. expensive ones are all in there. Okay. Um, but that sucks. That and, does suck. And I won't get the part that I need and get the technician. Because he came out today, figured out what was wrong, ordered the part. Fuck me, really? It's next Friday. Oh my god, you not, have another Plug and Play we're not podcast. Talking, we're not talking this Friday. Yeah, yeah, the next one. You're going to have yes. another Plug and Play podcast. It also means not Thursday we have to take everything out of the freezer. Oh, out of the freezer. The freezer's still working, and it's full. Everything out of the freezer, everything out of the fridge, 
unplug it and open the doors to completely so defrost it. what the fuck it. you can do with the freezer stuff? It's a really good question, sir. I have a freezer in the garage. We're trying to combine some. We're trying to eat some of the stuff. Like tonight we had ribs Yeah. from the freezer in the kitchen. I haven't um, had dinner yet. That sucks. I know. What the hell? I know. I'll drink more beer. It's I know. So, got exactly. calories. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah, it's a big pain in the ass. It's like camping, but in your house. Like, like we're thinking about getting a cooler, but then we have to deal with, like, refilling the ice. Like, <sighs> this is what it's going to be like when the world ends. If we don't have electricity, it's going to suck. Well, I have an extra freezer. If you need some freezer space, just let me know. Yeah, but you're in the process of moving. Yeah, but i got a month till I actually move. I might take you up on that if we... Don't forget yard sale this coming weekend. Right. Hopefully. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Hopefully. Um, and then the other thing I had is today... Um, I woke up at my usual time, like 8 o'clock, and my wife was still there, which is unusual because she usually gets up at the butt crack of dawn. Like Did she get fired? 5 a.m.? No. Okay. She decided she didn't want to go work today. Really? Yeah. That, like, never happens for her. So, hopefully none of her coworkers listen to this podcast. I'm pretty sure there's one that might. That sucks. Well, um, never mind. This never happened. We definitely didn't go to Portland. We definitely didn't have a good time. Um, I'll just buy you a drink mark don't worry about it so i sent you some pictures of this one place on mississippi avenue that we went to it's all the pictures of the bird skulls and the you don't have that on whatsapp no i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about i saw human skulls and bodies today but that's it yeah that's it yeah that's from last night no it's from this morning oh when you guys went there this morning i was talking about uh, okay all right i'm I'm caught up now yeah um so we found this cool little hole in the wall that has like taxidermy and bones and like the, the, the weirdest thing they have was, was it real with human bones um didn't ask damn the one thing that's really weird though is they have like nice taxidermied into like costumes like nice Vic- taxidermy costumes mice oh mice okay like, okay in costumes in I costume, gotcha like Victorian area costumes like posing and stuff like they're dancing at a debutante ball or something oh my god it's so creepy and weird and this is going to come back for an Adventure Time Tuesday, I'm convinced. Oh, that'd be fucking so, awesome. So that place, and then there's another place in Portland called um, something like Crazy But True. It's an auditorium, like a weird, another huh. weird museum. And then there's, uh, I was looking up strange museums in yeah, Port- yeah. Portland. That came up, and then there's a toy museum. A toy museum? Yeah, like this guy had a collection that he decided to make in a museum. So it's not always open. Because it's like literally this guy opened up like his shop to be a museum. That's weird. Like, creepy dolls and stuff, and I totally want to take my kids and freak them out. And then there's a can I go? There's a vacuum cleaner museum in Portland. Okay, that's fucked up. But we're talking like hundred year old vacuums, like weird ones. They have the Dyson. Maybe. Have, but Did they, you guys go? No, no. Oh. I'm saying I'm planning. Oh, I'm planning, planning. Okay, okay. I like, I like to have themes for my Adventure Time Tuesdays. I'm like whole... clean the fucking house. Here's a vacuum museum. This is Learn why you're not in charge. This is why you're not in charge of Adventure Time Tuesdays. So That's anyway. true. Mine'd be like more like Burnside. And this is how you work if you don't do good in high school, kids. We had a fun time though, pal around my wife and I, and then we had uh, lunch at uh, called on the deck or something. It's this little restaurant next to like a marina, so we're out in the water. Oh, that's cool. There's another one over there. It's called, like, the, uh... There's a couple, yeah. Like, uh, Rainforest Cafe. Not Rainforest Cafe, but something like that. Yeah, I know what you so. mean. Not which one you mean. Yeah, right in Jensen Beach. But, yeah, had fun today. Sweet! What did you Sounds like to? a lot better than me. I got no fucking sleep, so I'm running on three hours of sleep doing this podcast in the past 48 hours. So, if you have ideas to um, make Zach sleep, email us at... Mail at com. Um, I had... 
an idea that I just shared with you. Like, you've got all these Walking Dead comics. I do. That you're never going to read? I'm going to read them, damn it. Well, I think those will put you to sleep. You just need to find some kind of nightlight that won't wake up your wife. Yeah. We need to wait till we get into the new house, and then we'll have the awesome couch inside the Plug and Play Productions headquarters, and then I can just go in there, turn on the light, and just read comics. <laughs> Is the sun totally in your eyes right now? Kind of, yeah. All right. Is there so, a way we could shift? So no, we're good. Okay. We're fine. Yeah, we're good. So other than not sleeping, you've been up to anything? Um, I mean, I've been doing pre-yard sale, online sale. Yeah, you've kind of torn through your garage. Yeah, so I want to show you my wallet afterwards because I feel like I'm you. Like, I actually have, like, money in my fucking wallet. Well, I get all my money as cash, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like you. I'm like, okay. yeah, I'm a high baller. You feel like you're rolling? Yeah, yeah, exactly, until it feel goes like you away. Just go out and buy a video card if you want? Yeah. Well, probably actually have enough money in there. My garage is actually, I've sold all the, like, really expensive shit. So. That's cool. I mean, that's great, but it kind of sucks for advertising for the yard sale. But, oh mm-hmm. well. But I'm mm-hmm. glad that I sold it. So, right. like, it's like, do you hold it? Or do you just fucking no, sell it? No, no, you just fucking you sell, sell it. You sell it. Yeah, you sell it. The goal is to sell. So, um, basically every night, and I think this is part, partially the reason why I'm having such a hard time sleeping, is that, like, people haven't been able to come until, like, 9.30 at night. And, like, usually, like, that's, I'm settled down already and, like, really getting late. ready and shit to go to bed. You could have a cutoff so you can say, uh... I know, but for 150 fucking bucks, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, So... Um, basically every night this week I've been staying up, like, waiting for people to come and get their shit. And, uh, yeah. So I've sold a lot of shit, a lot of random stuff I never thought I would. Um. It's weird what people want. Yeah, like a really old DS. And, like, people were, like, super excited to come, like, pay, like, 15 bucks for a DS. Your price is good. So. I don't know. It was pink, too. That's probably hard to find. I'm sure it's very hard to find. So, anyways, I did that this week. But on to video games. Yeah, I played a couple. Did you? Um, I don't even know what a video game is anymore. Yeah, it's it's depressing. Yeah. Did you play any at all? Uh, a little bit of Zelda. Okay. You yeah. did play some. I do, but I got a sneak peek for something. I'm going to be checking out. Okay, cool. So. Um, I played some Zelda 2. Um, but what a game I'm trying to get into is Prey. Um, that's Prey with an E. Um, I was waiting a little bit because of what you'll hear in our tech talk, but... I actually had the game for a little bit before. Oh, is this not playing. the TikTok segment? Nope, not yet. Okay. Um, so that's pretty good. That's pretty much Bioshock, though. Yeah. Like, a it's, lot. It's With like, a little bit of... Um, it's more that? like Bioshock and Infinite, right? Or is it more like the originals? It doesn't matter. Like, you okay. got a gun and you got a plasmid. And then there's okay. a bit of uh, Portal as well. Because you're definitely, like, you start in, like, a total Aperture and Science type area. Where the... Huh. It's in the very first part of the game. I don't know. Get, want to give away the setup exactly, but it's definitely a lot different than the Prey game back in the Xbox. I think it was PS3 era. Okay. That was a completely different uh, story. Um, so it's really just the name. I mean, you're fighting aliens. But that's really the only similarity so okay. far that I can tell. That's cool. But it's all right. Played some more Blaster Master Zero with my son. Um, yeah. Was a good time. Oh, you guys came over and helped me out this week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't forget about it, but I forgot to mention it. I forgot it was this week. Yeah, we should move some stuff. Look, yeah. We talked about your garage getting sorted. That's true. Which your stuff? son helped me cook some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, so. Did we, been talk, did we talk about the uh, tags, the fact that we, they work? Yeah, we did last week. Okay. Yeah. So that helps with the cooking. Yep, exactly. Um, Where was I? Oh, yeah, Blaster Master Zero. Yep. So we played uh, level five? Okay. Five or six. It's a water level. So at first, all you can like really do with your 
tank thing is sink to the bottom. Ah, that kind of sucks. It does, because you don't have anything in your tank to, like, maneuver in the water. Yeah. So you can only really go down. Um, then you finally, after you beat a bunch of bosses wandering around, you get the thing that lets you swim in the water. And then what's funny is they're in next stage, there's no water, it's just ice. So, like, this cool new thing that I just got after beating the whole level, yeah, I don't really need it anymore. <laughs> so, I thought that was funny. Ah, that sucks. So I've heard that to get the true ending, you have to go through each stage and, like, collect every item. Oh, Jesus. So to go back, I will need that when I go back to the stages yeah. to collect everything. I might do that part without my son. We'll see. So I want the true ending. Yeah. I mean, you got to get the true ending. Um, I think that's all I played. I did boot up a couple other games, but I'll talk about that a little later. Okay. I guess uh, actually we could talk about that now because now it's time for Tech Talk. Well, no, no, I got I got a sneak peek. Oh, okay. Yeah, sneak peek, so sneak peek away. I got a message today that said, Zach, I need you. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Bounce. And I realized it was a black dude, and I was like, oh, fuck. So um, Q messaged me today and says that uh, I need a basketball-loving, foul-mouthed, new daddy bro to check out an NBA game that we just got. So, apparently, that company that we tried getting the codes for already sent us some for Steam. Okay. So, I'm going to be checking out NBA Jam on the Steam. You Isn't that what it's called? Uh, sure. I don't know. Sure. I'm not sure. I don't think it's NBA Jam. I, think it's I don't think else. it is, but it's something like that. Um, but I'm going to be checking it out on Steam. I'm going to buy it for the Switch if I like it on the Steam. Um, but they sent over two codes, so Q and I both will be checking it out. And playing together. I'm going to be NBA doing a lot playgrounds. of... playgrounds? Yep, that's the one. And I'm going to be playing uh, more online, doing some video stuff for it. Um, kind of filling the need between NBA 2K17 and NBA 2K18. So I actually got a code as well. What? For, um... I got two codes. For playgrounds? No, for something else. Oh, Jesus, else. okay. I was about to shit so, myself. I was like, fuck, you sent me an email says you didn't get one. No, it's for PlayStation. So I'm hoping you're interested because they sent me two and they're saying I, I can't share the codes... For anything other than the review. Okay. So I don't think we should... No, we shouldn't give it out to anybody. So I want you to at least try it out. Okay. What it's is it? It's called Elliot Quest, and it's a lot like... Uh, Sounds familiar. It's a lot like Zelda 2 on NES. Okay. Did you ever play that? No, I didn't. It's a kind of a one-off. Like, yeah. None of the games were like it yeah. ever since. It's it like, was like a weird like stick figure almost. Stick figure side-scrolling. Kind of like a Mario almost mm-hmm. in a way, but with swords. Yeah, exactly. So I want you to give it a shot. Sweet. Um... We'll put up some uh, play videos at least. That'd be cool. Probably is it two-player? No. Okay. I was going to say, because I don't have PlayStation Live, so that might be a problem. Uh, I don't think you'll need it. You okay. Just, re- just get the code and yeah, just download activate it. it. So. so, yeah, we'll be looking at those. Um, Sweet. I'm going to try to review Prey for uh, thebunsmashers.com, but it's a long-ass game. I'll be doing NBA pl- Underground. Yeah, uh, that's probably easier. Yeah, it's going to be pretty goes. fucking fun. Cool. I'm pretty excited. I'm right. jump up to outer space and like drop a ball on Q's head and then it's like not NBA drop game. my nutsack in I'm him. not sure it's the game you're thinking. I'm pretty fucking positive it's really close. You're, you're not like Michael Jordan playing. The you game. can play as Michael Jordan, goddammit. But is there a bunch of tight like cartoon characters? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's not a real basketball game. It's like two it's like one on one or two V two. Okay. So street ball, bitch. Alright. With NBA superstars. So Cool. Yeah, pretty excited. Oh, in other news, also, well, well, this is a new segment, never mind. Continue on. Tech Talk. <laughs> You're all over the place. <laughs> Alright, Tech Talk. I'm everywhere. Alright, so I kind of alluded to it really fast. You might have missed it. I got a video card. 
Yes, you did. So I've been looking I'm for. Jealous. Yeah, I've been looking for 1070s um, for a while, just to keep an eye on. Yeah. Them. And I saw one on Amazon for three hundred and thirty-six dollars. Fucking killer deal. Well, actually, going back first, I saw it for three hundred sixty. I'm like, hey, Zach, this is a pretty good deal, right? And, and I was like, like yeah, it's a yeah, good this deal. Yeah, pretty good. And then I looked again a day later, and it dropped another thirty dollars. Jesus. Three hundred thirty. It was only that for like um, eight hours. That's and then, insane. And then it like sold, not sold out, but it was like back ordered for three weeks, and then it went back up to three sixty. So I got in when it was three thirty-six. Jesus. Um. So I got it. I mean, Amazon. Was saying it was back ordered and I wasn't going to get it for three weeks, but then boom, it shipped. Showed up. Actually, shipped and arrived on a Sunday, which is odd. That's um, so weird. So it it's arrived remember, on a Sunday. It arrived on a Sunday. Um, so they uh, kind of paid extra as far as shipping goes. For yeah, that. no shit. So that's cool. Yeah. So it's in my machine now. Um, it is for those of you who care about specs. The EVGA GeForce GTX 1070 SC Gaming ACX 3.0 Black Edition. You have um, a better version of it called the FTW version. FTW version, yeah. Um, I'll go through a couple. But specs. yours also uses one less eight pin than mine. Mine takes two eight pins. Okay. Yours takes one. I have it has eight gigabytes of two fifty six bit GDDR five core clock is uh, fifteen ninety four megahertz. Boost clock is seventeen eighty four megahertz. Has one dual link DVI DVD, one HDMI two and three. DisplayPort 1.4s, which I don't know what those do. So a lot of monitors now like have this thing called DisplayPort, which is basically like HDMI with, I believe, without the audio. Okay. And uh, so you is can plug it better those quality in. or less lag? Or? I mean, it's like you can get like if you buy a 4K monitor, it's like a DisplayPort is 4K or like 1080p or. Okay, I did see a bunch of weird slots that looked sort of like HDMI, but yeah, not. Yeah. Yep. So anyway. Um, and then it's got 18 or 1920 CUDA cores and a PCI Express 3.0. That's cool. Whatever. It runs great. Um, yeah. Definitely How do you like it? I like it. I plugged, I plugged in Doom really quick. Yeah. Because that's probably the game I own that has the, like, most system requirements. Yeah. And, um, when I played before, it was definitely like, you would see some frames missing when you were running and jumping. Yeah. Like, you would, like, kind of flash forward. Yeah. This time it's all smooth, like everything. That's awesome. It's it's noticeably. So is different. it worth a three hundred thirty buck upgrade? I think so, yeah. especially for a little bit of future proofing. Oh, Should yeah. be good for me would, for at least two or three years. I would, I would say imagine. at least four. I mean, I had that card that you have right now for like five years. So. Yeah. So it it keeps it's. I feel like I'm current now. Yeah. With you are definitely. So I, I'm very happy. I mean, about you that. could steal. The, I don't have to uh, wonder Oculus. about like when I'm looking at a game that's multi-platform. Like, could my PC handle this? I don't have to worry about that. So yeah. I, I like that. Um, I have the option to get an o- Oculus or Vive now, I feel like. Yeah, you do. Where I didn't before. Um, so, yeah, it's worth the 300 to me. Yeah. I mean, it is like the price of a console. It really it's, is. It's just for the graphics card, but I feel like I got a good value for my money. Yeah. So I'm happy with it so far. Sweet. Um, I was going to say, that my machine is running hotter. Like, I can feel heat coming out of it now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's noticeably oh, that's different. That's funny. Um, it has two huge fans as opposed to the last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The card that you gave me had one little fan. Yep. Has like two, like, yeah, yeah. looks like the fans that you here's put, light up. I don't care, maybe I don't know. Then. I really don't care. I still have the whole gray and red uh, EVGA and HyperX thing going on in my box, too, so that's nice. nice. But you could change the color of it to red, then I just don't know. Like, okay. you can figure that out for me if you want. Okay, I just don't care. Pretty sure it does. Okay, all right, well, we'll figure that out later. That's my tech talk. I'm really Sweet. happy with my graphics card. Um, makes it. I mean, if you have a gaming PC, that makes a huge difference. What oh, it kind definitely of, does. What kind of card you have. 
Um, and I can, like, sometimes you'll buy something for your car or whatever, and, and it's supposed to improve performance. You can't even tell. Yeah. And that's always, like, annoying. You're like, you spend oh, all this fuck. Money. But this is, I spent money on something, and, oh, here's a more better gaming example. PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah. I bought it. Really hard to tell the difference, honestly. Yeah. Um, frame rate was better. In Not a for me. I got a PlayStation 4 now. <laughs> well, yeah, for you, you had nothing. And then, and then you had my PlayStation. But for me, going from PlayStation to 4, PlayStation. 4 Pro, yeah. um, the only big improvement I saw was um, clear video in my PSVR. And it was like I was had to strain to look for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is like, okay, I can see a difference right off the bat. PlayStation really fucked up. I think that... The real good example of like a good upgrade is going to be Xbox One to Xbox. It's going to be a definite difference there, kind of like what I just experienced. Yep. But I'm still happy I have the Pro versus not. I had the money at the time. Don't let me forget about that uh, whole PlayStation Four Pro and Xbox Scorpio because I heard a rumor for a new segment. Okay, I'll try so. to remember. Um, but for now, should we take a break? Yeah, we'll take a break. So we know you like Fallout and Skyrim, but what about other games out there? You like any of those? We're guessing you do. Well, we've got the answer for you. If you do, why don't you head over to ASAPodcasting.com and give our general gaming show, ASA Game Talk, a listen. It's available for iTunes and Stitcher for all your listening needs. That's ASAPodcasting.com, ASA Game Talk. And we are back. Tasty Treats in Hand, brought to us by Costco Shopping Center. Woo-hoo. Collation Brewing, Space Fruit, Citrus Infused IPA. What is um, the sediment in the bottom of that? Oh, yeah, we do, don't we? Mm-hmm. All right, Tim, I'm going to go ahead and let you... Uh, actually, hold on. I don't know how your opener works. I'll read it, but you can open it. Okay. All right, Coalition Space Fruit is a West Coast India Pale Ale with a twist, a citrus twist to be exact. In an affirmation of spring's bounty, we use five different citrus fruits to create a unique flavors and aromatics that intermingle with the West Coast hop character. An unadorned grain... This uh, type is really hard to read, sorry. Unadorned grain something lets the hops and citrus shine in this bright and delicious ale. 7% alcohol by volume and 50 IBUs. Brewed in Portland, Oregon. I've had this once. I remember it being... Pretty citrusy. Oh, do you? Yeah. All right. With our new microphones, those sound amazing. Fill in the glasses. Why'd you give me so much? I don't know. You gave me all the chunks. Oh, did I? (laughs) Oh, I did. Yes. Oh, look at that. Chunky. Look at that. Holy shit. Can you see that, I hope? Jesus, you should have stopped me. It's all good. That's why I warned you about the sediment. You gotta be careful with beers like that. Fuck. I'm gonna let mine settle for a half second. Tell me what it's like. Okay. Sorry about that. It's all good. Cheers. That's weird. <laughs> Your expression is priceless. I'm not sure I like what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> no, I like it, but it doesn't taste like a normal IPA. It's like, uh, it's almost like kind of like a citrus rind. 
Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's it's aggressively citrus hopped. It is. Um, and Tim's is extremely fucking chunky. It's not settling either. I'm going to wait just a little bit longer. Yep. Sorry about that. It's all good. All right, Tim. You ready to kick it? Let's kick it. All right, Tim. I'm going to kick us off this week with some tasty fucking treats. Avery Cocktail Book. It's a unique collaboration uh, book for one in... It's like a the, coffee table book, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a coffee table book um, for one of the most innovative bars. Um, they're going to change the way cookbooks are published. I'm going to go ahead and let them talk about it. How can we go beyond just liquid in a glass? You know, that seems so boring. When we opened the aviary, it was about bringing Alenia to the drink world. All of these techniques hadn't yet really translated over to the cocktail world. And that was kind of the whole idea, is utilize different techniques that aren't common behind the bar. So if you think about cocktail books, they kind of fall into this rubric of a gentleman's guide to cocktails. They're all kind of the same. It's not terribly interesting. You don't really know the why. What are the critical details uh, that you need to know to get a drink just right? One thing that we feel is not on the market currently is a, a large format book that has gorgeous pictures of the drinks in the way that most chef's cookbooks are. We didn't really know anybody nutty enough to to do this with us in a way that also felt new and different. So I never really set out to cook every recipe in the Alinea cookbook. It's more that I never made the decision to stop. The whole thing started years ago when someone gave me the book as a gift. After flipping through it a few times, I decided I wanted to try making something from it. I ended up getting hooked and spent the next five years cooking everything in the book. We noticed there was this Alinea project happening. Somebody was literally going through our cookbook recipe by recipe and meticulously recreating them, which to me blew my mind. When I'd finished, I wanted to make my own book about the experience. Alan and I spent most of a year writing and designing the Alinea project and then launched a Kickstarter to help fund the production of it. When we'd finished, we sent our first copy to the owners of Alinea. A few months later, in the mail came this, this gorgeous cookbook. This was produced just by two people. And so it, it immediately clicked to me that here's, here are people who understand what it is that we're trying to do at the aviary. And that's when we decided to figure out if they wanted to work together to help us create the aviary book. hoping that we can bring people something that highlights creative process in a way that is currently not out there. To us, that's really the essence of the book, to try to not only show you these beautiful drinks, but the thought process behind them and everything that it entails from the serviceware, the ice, the rare spirits, and the conversation that it requires to really make a great cocktail. Grant and Nick, the creators, owners of Alenia in Chicago, have teamed up with Alan and Sarah Hemberg 
an artist studio duo from California to make an extraordinary cocktail, extraordinary cocktail book, um, and it's called Avery. Um, they opened up Avery in Chicago in 2011. It was born out of the passion of innovation and changing, challenging the status quo. They asked themselves, what if we approach crafting cocktails the way we approach cooking? The result is Avery, a place where we leverage techniques we usually apply in our kitchens next to Rosetter... Sure, whatever. That word is weird. It's really cool. It's cocktail. really fucking cool like cocktail book. Some of them are like steaming, like from yeah. Dry and some of them are like circular balls that are like frozen balls. Balls. They're not blue balls. They're red balls. Some of them have like weird fucking like. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Is that garlic? I can't tell. I can't fucking tell either. But it's like this fucking like crazy like plant that you like strain your liquid through and then you pull it out and you drink the son of a bitch and it looks fucking amazing um so yeah i'm gonna go over the backing levels really quick guys how much are they asking for uh, they are asking for fifty thousand dollars they have 1331 backers 21 days ago they have 144,914 dollars so far so they are over tripled or almost tripled their uh, funding needed. Currently, you can get one copy for $60. Um, you can also get the Avery Reserve Edition, um, which is one copy of the book, signed by the creators in custom design slipcover for 110 Or jumping out all the way up to the Crazy Ass Edition, you can get the $5,000 package, the office package, the opportunity to spend the private evening with up to five in our under... Five friends in our underground speakeasy, The Office. You and each of your guests will take home a copy of the Avery Reserve Edition, up to six guests in total. Um, Wait, what? How the fuck does that make sense? Up to six guests total. Oh, wait, gotcha. Okay, so you plus five friends equals six. Six guests total. That's $5,000. If you don't want to jump in at $5,000, you can jump in at $2,500 for one copy of the Avery Cocktail Book, plus the opportunity to spend a day honoring your cocktail game with Chef Micah Melton and the rest of the Avery staff. So, guys, uh, two people have already taken those. Eight available. Ten out of ten on the $5,000 edition. Um, yeah. Tim, what do you got for us? Your sediment is starting to slowly drop to the bottom. Very slowly, but I think I'm going to have to just man up and drink it yeah hopefully don't get sick no it's not gonna make me sick it's just i might it might taste slightly different it's just sediment it's all good um so i probably should have waited to describe this i described some of this to you on the break um my kickstarter is called deadly premonition the board game deadly premonition so deadly premonition is this weird cult classic game that came out for xbox 360 um, there was a director's cut edition um, came out for this generation consoles, and then eventually got released to Steam. The same director's cut, um, made by Swery, um, the weird Japanese genius. Yeah, he's like a Hideo Kojima knockoff. He's he's weird in his own way though. He's like goofy. Um, so this game is like a love letter to Twin Peaks, like the TV series. If you've ever seen that, okay. it's set in a small rural town. Um, all sorts of bizarre characters. And it's set off by the murder of a woman named Anna Graham. Get it? Anagram? Um, there's, like, goofy puzzles like that in the game. Anagrams. And um, the detective, uh, York, is eccentric, to say the least. 
he comes rolling into town on a stormy night after the murder to investigate it, and he's always talking to his imaginary friend, Zach. So I'm part of the game. Don't worry about it. I'm um, a voice actor. Unpaid. So he doesn't investigate in traditional manners at all. Just like in Twin Peaks, he'll like stare at his coffee for clues. or. But there's this serial killer on the loose um, that comes out sometimes when it rains. And when it rains, this red mist comes through the town. It's like... It's like the blood moon of yeah, Breath it, it of the really, Wild. Yeah, it totally is. Um, and the game is just bizarre. It's set in an American small town, but it ho- totally has like these kind of anime quirks to it. But in a very different style from any other... Like, the style of the game is bizarre. And then the mechanics of the game, like driving, is really clunky and hard. Like, there's a button for windshield wipers. That's weird. You don't really need Why them. the fuck do you need that? You don't. But it, it's there. Um, the game is is one of the most unique games. It's not like polished by any stretch of the imagination, but I had a lot of fun playing it. So I definitely am willing to give a board game based on the property a look, and I'm gonna let them talk about it now for a little bit. So here we are, another town in the boondocks. I've suggested we take the time to compare the profiling we've done on the townsfolk so far, even if King George isn't happy about my involvement in the case. We must leave no stone unturned. We've seen quite some characters in our time, haven't we, Zach? They could almost be the cast of some 90s TV show. We are joined by deputies Emily Wyatt and Thomas McLean. They are definitely out of their depth. Which is why we are here, Zach. To find out who killed Anna Graham. Hello, I'm Samuel Ophick. And I'm Daniel Perez. And we are the designers of Deadly Premonition, the board game. We've created a compelling multiplayer board game themed around narrative, player interaction, and a little bit of roleplay if you're feeling up to it. Defend the innocence of the townsfolk, incriminate the guilty, and unveil which detective is not quite telling the truth about who they are. You and your friends will experience the mystery and suspense firsthand as you compete in a race to incriminate the hidden killer amongst you. It is a two to four player card-based board game with an average duration of 30 to 45 minutes per game. It will test your strategy, observation, and powers of deception. You join the detectives in Greenville, tasked with profiling the suspects of Anna Graham's murder. Use the evidence you uncover to prove the innocence of the suspects that have been designated to you. Undermine your fellow detectives by using the evidence against them to undo their progress in head-to-head evidence battles. Your goal is to move all of your suspects to the presumed innocent row, and then lay the final accusation on an opponent who was clearly just not cut out for their job. Winning this accusation battle will remove them from the game. If a detective manages to land their accusation on the correct player before too many suspects have died, they can steal the early victory. We've worked hard to create a board game with those amazing moments of suspense, where every player in the room hangs on the result of a nail-biting evidence battle, or the great reveal of whether the removed player was the killer or not, potentially ending the game. The game can be enjoyed by all levels of players, with easy-to-learn mechanics and actions, while allowing for levels of strategy and nuance for experienced board game players. 
Roleplay is also heavily encouraged. Isn't that right, Zach? We have been working on the board game for over a year now. We have a combined experience of over 30 years with board games, both physical and digital, and we even studied game design and production at university. But it's not just us. Swery himself has and will continue to keep the unique spirit of Deadly Premonition shining through the game as you play it. デッドリプリモーションのクリエイターのスウェリーです。皆さんこんにちは。デッドリプリモーションのクリエイターのスウェリーです。このタイミングでですね、なんとデッドリプリモーションザカードゲームというのが今度作られているということで、デッドリプリ
quirky game yes. interests you, if you pledge $3, you can get a Steam code for the game. That's pretty fucking cool. That's pretty good. And I guarantee you, if you play through it, if it doesn't like turn you off in the first 10 minutes, um, you will get your $3 worth. And you'll actually probably get your $3 worth just in the first two cinematics, which are bizarre. Like the twins discover pretty fucking cool. The twins discovering the body. Are they the peaks of Twin Peaks? I, I mean, that's probably like a joke there. Okay. Um, Never mind. And then York driving into town. Like those two cinematics, you'll probably get your three dollars worth right there, even if you don't play the game. So I would I would check this Kickstarter out just for that, if nothing else. Um, for thirty dollars, you get the deputy tier, which also includes the Steam code and the board game standard edition. And there's about $15 for shipping. Nice. Um, there's a partner tier where you get two. Kind of goes up from there. That's actually the highest tier is the the Chief Sheriff tier, which is a special edition of Ted the Premonition, um, which comes with um, like Deadly a, Premonition. a dice bag and a coffee mug. Um, oh, dice bags. Yeah, I would still get the standard edition. Um, so like I said, they launched today. They've already got 979 backers. Holy shit. So this is a cult classic, but it has a very active following. Like people that love no, this. Oh shit, it does. People that love this game love this game. They were only asking for $50,000. They're already at $61,000 in their first day. They've got 29 days to go. Um, this is good though, because there's some stretch goals, like adding additional, um, suspects and detective characters. Um, so if they get, Past, I think, 100,000 or something, they'll add more to the game. Nice. So, that's good to see that the first day they're. I'm predicting they'll at least hit that $100,000 level. Oh, I like, guarantee no you. I'm seriously considering this one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Deadly Premonition, the board game on Kickstarter. Check it out. Look at the $3 level at least. Sweet. So, that's what I got for uh, Kick It. Sweet. Wherever game industry news and events. <laughs> Really quick though, actually, let me just show you this. So remember, I told you my phone's falling apart. Yeah, piece by piece. Yeah, piece by piece. What, so what now piece the today? now the bottom button doesn't turn on. So like if I just like click, oh, it did work. I double tapped. Um, got to double tap. Yeah, double tap. But if like what I gotta do now is I gotta push, slide, and actually push the button underneath the phone. So you have to enter the Konami code. Exactly to turn the son of a bitch on. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, except for when the that's button a, gets that's stuck. That's a feature, Zach. That's it's not a feature. A, I got you. That's yeah, a feature. The button slides underneath the screen to turn on. That's a feature. I got you. All right, Tim. What do you got for uh, news to start us off? So our friends at uh, Tiny Build are doing a humble bundle. Tiny Build. Um, Tiny Build. And as far as like cheap games, along with Deadly Premonition, I would point ass. you over to this for for seven dollars and sixty two cents, which is the average step, right now. Step, step. Well, to back up, if you pay what step, you want. Step, step. To pay what you want for one dollar, you get divide by sheep. Stop that road, <laughs> roads of Valhalla. No time to explain. Remastered. Okay. And speedrunners. I'm glad that was remastered. Oh, speedrunners! I fucking love that game. So for one buck, you get some value there. That's. But I would speed, speedrunners is worth the goddamn dollar. So the average is going up. So the quicker you get in, the cheaper this will be. No shit. Right now, the average is seven dollars and sixty-two cents. Jesus. And that is what you want, because at that tier, you do get the Stab Stab Party Hard Good Time. You also get Final Station, which I liked. Cluster Truck. Stab Stab Stab. Cluster Truck. Cluster Fuck. Truck. Stab Stab Stab. Guts and Glory. That's That's a pretty fucking fun game. And Punch Club. I like the punch things. So that's uh, nine games for 762, and... Wow. Like, three of them are great. Yeah. No, like, like, they're fucking amazing. Legit good, so... 
you want to get some gaming goodness this week for ten bucks, take my advice. Get some Deadly Premonition. Get no yourself shit. the uh, the mid tier on the humble bundle for Tiny Build, and you'll Jesus. have a lot of fun. Now, if you got extra dough rolling around, you can pay fifteen dollars. Also, get Streets of Rogue um, and the Final Station DLC, which is called uh, the Only Trader. I didn't hear you say Final Station original though. I did. Oh, did you? I, I went through Never really mind. fast. Never mind. So okay. again, if you pay, I'll take that back. If you, you were like stabbing. You were like interrupting oh, me and being oh. rude, motherfucker. Do you want me to go through the list again? Because you weren't listening. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> Tell you what, guys. Zach's not gonna let me say it. So just go to Humble Bundle. Check out the Tiny Build Bundle. Really good. Say it, fine. Like okay, ten bucks or seven dollars sixty-two cents right now. Get you a lot of games. Sweet. Plus an extra buck. No. Yeah. No. Plus an extra buck gets you the fucking game. No, three bucks, sorry. Oh, you're talking about Deadly Yeah, Pony. yeah. Three bucks for that. Okay. Um, so definitely check that out. Tiny Builds Humble Bundle. Uh, moving on, we had a another cautionary tale at GameStop. Another reason why you should never buy games at GameStop. Jesus! Um, <laughs> I. If you needed more reason why not to buy a GameStop, here you go. So this 11-year-old kid... Okay, first of all, there's see if you can spot what's wrong with this story to begin with. An 11-year-old kid buys... He's 11. That's part of it. Okay. Buys Grand Theft Auto Five. Okay, that that's really fucked up. <laughs> Had a GameStop. Um, he opens it when he gets home. What do you think he finds inside? Prostitute, dead. Uh, close. Okay. What do you find? Bag of meth. What? No fucking way. That's kind of what his mom said. No way. So his mom posts on Facebook. Her name's Kayla. Today I took my son to GameStop in Tallahassee to trade in games and get some new ones. When he opened the booklet inside one of the pre-owned games, my 11-year-old son found this, a baggie of fucking meth. Clearly the game was not properly checked when it was traded in. Because of the carelessness, I could have lost a child. Thankfully, he brought it right to us and said, what is this? Um, as stated in a police report filed with the Gadsden County Sheriff's <laughs> Office, officers called to the scene, performed a field test on the white substance, which came positive for methamphetamine. <laughs> it gets better. Oh, dear God, it gets better. If this situation sounds familiar, it's because the exact same thing happened in Lake Charles, Louisiana back in September. <laughs> another 11-year-old boy, another game from GameStop, another bag of meth. So what we're learning here is GameStop is trading in meth. Well, fortunately, GameStop's come out with a statement. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we are not in the business of trading meth, people. We are disappointed to hear about the experience one of our customers should, One, yeah, should, there should, should be say, two. Should say two. two. One of our customers recently had when purchasing a pre-owned video game from one of our local Tallahassee, Florida stores. We work diligently to ensure the quality of our pre-owned items <laughs> are <laughs> like Including new. our bundling of meth. Okay, having bought a pre-owned item from GameStop, they, 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 they take, don't fucking care. No, it can have, like, bacon grease on it. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Anyway, we work diligently to ensure the quality of our pre-owned items are like new. Unfortunately, in this circumstance... Our thorough process fell short. <laughs> <We> are... <laughs> okay, I can't even read the rest of their bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah, GameStop. Uh, GameStop, the new meth dealers of the USA. All right, I got some local news. Okay, sweet, what's up? Um, a new bar's opening up. Okay. Um, Is this like a pop-up bar or like a no, permanent bar? Uh, Nintendo-themed late-night bow are coming to southeast... Hawthorne Boulevard. Later this uh, month, Jesus. the people behind St. John's now closed much loved Bowery restaurant will open a Nintendo themed bow spot called Bowser. Get it? Oh, Jesus. In the former Big Bertha spot next to Hawthorne Boulevard, Barcade, Quarter World. Uh, Phil Regaway, Quarter World's owner, is backing the new restaurant. 
The entire spot, says Bowser chef Alan Torres, will be decorated like Bowser Castle, the original Nintendo one. That's 8-bit Bowser for those paying attention. Humbau, in case you haven't had them, are fluffed up steamed buns folded around all sorts of fillings. In the Bowery's case, this is taco style with a pile of meats or other ingredients within. There'll be 13 recipes, including spicy chili garlic prawn and sweet Nutella. Other special items on the menu will include duck for two, which will consist of Peking-style duck buns, um, house pickled veggies and plum sauce, or Yoshi steak, a marinated flank steak with buns, <laughs> sesame broccoli. Okay. How the fuck do they get away with this without trademark rights? There's only one stipulation, says Taurus about Bowser. Please do not bring Mario or Luigi, because they are 86 for life. Oh, shit. So, that's Any guy named Mario can't go there. I think it's a joke. But, yeah, that's I'm excited. fucking racist. Oh, whatever. Any Italian named okay, Mario. Okay, so you're not going to go? Well, I mean, I'm not Mario or Luigi, so yeah, I'm going to go. But that's what I thought. I, don't have, I have a friend named Mario, and that's not acceptable. All right, so I got one last story. Oh, Jesus. GameStop again? No. Okay. Meth? Um, last month, Reddit user Chemist49 made a truly oh, unlikely find. A gold Master Sword code disc of the original StarCraft. Wait, wait, what? He found the Master Disc, like the the the, oh, sor- the source code okay. for StarCraft. The um, original StarCraft. Yeah, he, he came across the disc in a box of Blizzard stuff he purchased on eBay. <laughs> he was shocked at what he saw, a CDR that read StarCraft Gold Master Source Code. So he thought about like what to do for it for a while. Like He could, probably could have made a lot of money out of it. No shit. But he finally, after contemplating, contacted Blizzard and sent it to him. Like, this is their... This is their fucking their, work. Their baby. They're like... If pe- that was, like, released to the internet, they'd never get it back. No. Like, they could do cease and desist on sites that held it, but it would still be out there. Um, but he sent it to them, and they um, mailed him a giant box of Overwatch and Diablo PC peripherals, and he thought that was it. Um, but then they called him out of the blue and uh, said, hey, have you heard of BlizzCon? He's like, yeah. He's like, do you want to go? This is like sold out. Like, it's like, yeah, BlizzCon's even bigger than PAX. Yeah, it's ways. fucking done. So yeah, they like had him come to PAX. Expenses paid, and like no BlizzCon, BlizzCon. Sorry, and like took him for drinks and like took care of him. So that's pretty cool. That's fucking noble. Yeah. So he did the right thing and he got rewarded. So that's happy, awesome. Happy story all around. That's fucking awesome. That's better than meth. It's way better than meth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do meth, kids. Don't do meth, kids. All right, what, what you got for uh, game releases? All right, guys, coming out is my birthday, May 9th, the beginning Wait, PC that's PS4. Not your I know, right? It's fucked up. Forza Horizon 3 Hot Wheels expansion, PC, Xbox One, NBA, Playgrounds. So backing up, it's called Birthdays bloop, bloop. the Beginnings, and there's a review up on our site from Jorge oh. on AboutSmashers.com. Dance, dance, dance. Dance, dance, dance. It's my fucking birthday. Okay. Where were you, Forza? Yep, nope, we're already past that. NBA Playgrounds, PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, Loco Roco, Remastered, PS4, Strafe, Mac, PC, PS4, Harvest Moon, Save the Homeland. So it's like they're going back to Russia or something. PS2 Classic for PS4. Resident Evil Code, Veronica X, which means that there's going to be two more X's making it into porno. <laughs> PS2 Classic for PS4. Moonshot Galaxy, PSVR. Polybius? Polybius. Polybius. Okay, so hold on. Now, if you were paying attention when you are listening to our your one of your favorite podcasts, Rabbits... Yes. ...you would have remembered what Polybius was. Do you remember? No, I don't. So Polybius was this... It's kind of like an urban legend, but it's a local one. Okay. Um, in the 1981, I think it was, 
allegedly, like, um, one of the arcades I actually went to, Malibu Grand Prix. Okay, yeah, and yeah. several other ones, this weird You're arcade. you talking about the cabinet? The weird cabinet called Polybius would yep. show up, and, like, people were just compelled to play it. They couldn't stop playing it. Yep. And the other in thing... In the was, opening screen was only top seven players, and the seventh one was unnamed. So, the other thing that was weird about this arcade cabinet is, um, sometimes it would just disappear from the location yeah. of that, like, or... It would often get serviced a lot by men in, like, black. black. Yeah. So there was, like, speculation that they were either aliens, like, using this to test us, or that the men in black were, like, have you heard of the Project MK Ultra? Yes. Like, the, it's the CIA, yeah. like, testing, like, like... Like, super... So there was, like, like strobing lights. Like, several people got sick from this game and, like, passed out. Allegedly, one person died. Oh, shit. And so this is all, like, urban legend material, but what's cool about it is it's local. It's a Portland, yeah. Portland Beaverton urban legend. That's cool. So, yeah, there's now a Polybius game um, coming out for PSVR, so... That's fucking cool. Yeah, check it out. Make of that what you will. Um, I got a little audio clip um, from a failed Kickstarter that wanted to... They wanted to make a movie... Of, on Polybius? On, it was called Polybius a Conspiracy or something like that. And they had a over 100 interviews already, and they wanted to make a film. They didn't get funded, unfortunately. Oh, shit. So I thought maybe we would play the trailer... After the end of the releases. Okay. It's about three minutes long. You can Sweet. hear a little bit more about this weird game. Sounds good. Well, on to the rest of the releases. Blade and Bones, PS4. Balloons, TD5, PS4. Butcher, PS4. That's like two games you gotta get. Butcher and Blades and Bones. I know, right? PS4, Xbox One, Elliot Quest, we'll PS4. We'll be playing that. We will be playing that. We got codes for that, guys. Um, Human Fall Flat, PS4. Human Fall Flat. <laughs> it depends on how, fall, how far he falls from. Um, Last Stitch Goodnight, PS4. Jesus, there's a lot of fucking games I gotta check out here. Lethal League, here's another one, PS4. Revenant Saga, PS4, PS3, Vita. That's a PlayStation exclusive. Wednesday, May 10th, Lethal League, Xbox One. Thursday, May 11th, Minecraft, Nintendo Switch Edition. Don't you fucking dare tell my son about that. I'm not gonna tell your son about that. ACA Neo Geo Garu Mark of the Wolves Switch. ACA Neo Geo King of the Fighters 95 PS4. What the fuck? Why is there so many goddamn Neo Geos? They've been releasing Neo Geo games every week on Switch. I don't know if you noticed. I haven't. Yeah, like seven bucks usually. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, whatever. Demon's Crystals. PS4, Xbox One. Don't do meth, kids. Don't do meth, kids. It's the Demon Crystals. This is not the Plug Into Meth podcast. <laughs> Episode 142, Demon Crystals. <laughs> there we go, name of the show. All right, guys. Well, and that... speaking of Demon Crystals, my beer's finally settled. Yay. Sweet. All right, guys, that is this for that is this for this God week. damn it. Damn it. That is it for this week. There, there we go. So until next week, guys. Don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show, Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast, youtube.com forward slash plug and play gamer, which if you are watching us, we're in my fucking backyard that I'm selling, so fuck this place. Um, hit the like button and the subscribe, leave us a goddamn comment, and maybe we'll check it out. Until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. Stay tuned for the trailer thingy. Polybius. Polybius. Or maybe not, maybe it's gone.
I think that Portland, Oregon is in a place where it very much wants to construct an identity for itself. Like the whole Key Portland weird thing, which we stole from Austin, Texas. Well, it rains 367 days out of the year here. You've got to do something inside, and, you know, what better way to think up fun stories? I mean, Portland can be kind of a depressing place. You can go days without seeing sunlight here. And I think that that feeds into the psychosis. It makes it more susceptible for folks to buy into these legends. The accounts that you do hear uh, typically tend to be of, uh, oh yeah, I'm into video games, and oh, where are you from? Oh yeah, Portland. And then it devolves into the, oh, have you ever heard of that, you know, Polybi, whatever, they, however they pronounce it, game? There's a game in the Pacific Northwest, Portland, that was really popular, lines out the door to play the game, but a lot of people had adverse reactions to it. Would cause seizures and nausea and night terrors. People would come away and they would feel changed. It was something that did stuff to you. Someone died after they played the game. I guess it was only around for about a month. Perhaps they were collecting some data. People talk about men in black coming to open up the back of the machine and take readings. The connection between Polybius and MKUltra, you had the government supposedly using hallucinogens on people without their consent. They had to get into electronics, they had to get into trauma, they had to get into drugs, they had to get into all these various aspects of how do you control a person. Placing it somewhere where everybody thinks everything is a myth and a nerve religion to begin with, kind of smart cover. Their minds have been splintered and programmed and controlled. They're creating the ability to put people into an electronic prison. If I were the person who made Polybius, I would never tell anyone. I would be extraordinarily amused by every single article, every single search term, every single mysterious video, every podcast, every movie, every speculative thing that comes out and say, like, yeah, I did that. And I just sit there and love it until I died. There's going to be a, a pretty short list of people that could hand everything you want to you on a plate. The path to get to them is fairly short. Whether or not you got there and there would be any admissions or <laughs> any confirmation one way or the other, uh, I don't know. <laughs>